Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. Immaculate Grid appeared from nowhere. If you're not doing it as a as a, a baseball fan, I think harder fantasy wise, but as a baseball fan, it's a fun game. It's a, a grid of nine squares. You have to fill in nine players, and you have to find a commonality between the the left side and the top row, right? X or axis, the, Y axis, you the, know, the rows you... and columns. Yeah, exactly. And so, so I'm just giving you an example for today. You've got to find a player who the top line is. Red Sox Rays Hall of Fame, and then the X the Y axis is Yankees Mariners 300 plus saves career. So you have to find you know somebody who is on the Yankees and the Red Sox. Who'd you go with? This is I assume the easiest one. Yeah, spoilers for anyone. Fast forward ahead, I guess. Uh, Johnny oh, Damon. Come on, Johnny Damon is the guy. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Oh, that's the clear answer. <laughs> it's these i'm sure that if you were to follow these for like a week you'd know exactly the age of the person <laughs> yeah yeah no no i i also thought of that because it's got to be these these team ones they almost have to be either your hometown team somebody that you heard about mm-hmm. forever right so i've had a bunch of those every time it's the twins i can reach way back into the annals yeah, of history yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. You know, be like, uh, twins and uh, <laughs> twins and Blue Jays. Uh, Jack Morris. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, out of nowhere. It was, oh, those twins and Cubs, and I was like, Gary Gaetti, clearly. And like, <laughs> oh, that's oh, okay. There you go. I didn't realize that he was like a Cub digging, too. Yeah, digging them, digging them out of nowhere. You got to do these things. Um, so I assume. I mean, I sort of assume you have the same for the uh, the the Red Sox. I feel really good about the Red Sox. Yeah, and even the Yankees, yeah. I feel mostly good about um, in a lot of situations. Sure, but then you're you're getting to the other players that you just know, which is like, has it been someone that I've owned in fantasy, in, or and especially someone that I've kept? Because you'd be surprised how much I know <laughs> about Mark Reynolds and how many teams he's been on. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, I mean it's. It was it was my Gene Segura thing. It's like I mean he's very valuable in a match. He's very player. helpful. He's been very, on a lot of helpful. teams recently. Yeah. <laughs> but then yeah, then you just have your players who it's like from the era that you watch. It's like uh, like McGuire comes up and it's like I gotta say McGuire here. If McGuire fits, yeah. it's gonna be McGuire. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. Now all these things make sense. It's, but it turns out, and you texted me about this. Not only are certain teams hard, but I think we both picture the guy in mm-hmm. the uniform. Yeah. So you get similar colors, and it's... Oh, yeah, the changed. number of times where it's like uh, the Royals and Rangers, also with the R's. Yeah, yeah the blue, the R's. <laughs> it's like, uh, wait, was he a Royal or was he a Ranger? And then I am worthless on the White Sox versus Tigers. They're both... Oh, they're interesting. Both bullshit teams from the Great Lakes who are, are black. Yeah. Like, I don't know. If yeah. it's not Verlander yeah, yeah. or Jose Abreu, I'm not going to be able to to say. Or Miguel Cabrera. Like, that's about it. Oh, Prince Fielder, though. Prince Fielder has been very helpful a couple ooh, times. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, it's, it's really, really hard. Like, I can't. 
Was Chris Sale? Was he with a White Sox or was he a, a Tiger? <laughs> Chris Sale's a White Sox. Right. You a might Sox. know that because it's the greatest <laughs> yeah. rivalry in sports, the uh, White Sox versus the Twins, yeah. according to Doug Mankiewicz, who apparently, Doug Mankiewicz, was not a D- Detroit Tiger. <laughs> Doug Mankiewicz was not a Detroit Tiger. I know. This is a problem. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, yeah. I think I've used A.J. Przinsky a few times, you know, as a... As I have who, a... A spelling. B. I like. I, I can't. I can't remember which which teams he was on. <laughs> Ken Fair. Griffey. Like uh, I use him, and he doesn't fit nearly as many as I want him to. Well, he only fits. Wait, how many teams was he actually on? He's just on the two. But the yeah exactly. No, well, whenever it's a Seattle Mariners thing, it's like, ooh, is this one that I can use Ken Griffey for, or do I have to use Ichiro? <laughs> 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 or Randy Johnson. It's like one of those three are like, I'm done. Though I got good one so, today on the the Red Sox um, Seattle. That's my uh, two percenter. Red Sox Seattle. See, I I haven't filled that one in yet. I don't actually have a Red Sox Seattle guy. There are two and one I can't. There's only two, two that I can no, think of. No, there's more than two. Uh, two that I can think oh, okay. of. One of them, okay. the name is just is like passing me by. This is somewhere where like if we had been – deeper in the bastardo strategy i feel like we'd be so much better at this game <laughs> well let's move on this is going to be a tgi tgfbi heavy pod so we'll just do a quick intro and then we'll basically get into the main segment here uh tools check in i'm at 220 ouch dropped 55 spots from 165 we got to diagnose this not not a moment too soon you're at 273 down from 254 um if i continue this meteor meteoric fall you could be ahead of me next week. I think it will be, yeah. I, I ran the thing that we talked about, which was, well, let's take a look at where we fit in the distributions because the name of the game in terms of upping where you're at in the standings is to beat the distributions. <laughs> beat as yeah, many yeah, of these. Yeah. Beat the center of these distributions in as many of them as possible. And I included the five scoring categories in both batting and pitching and then i also gave what i would call the indicator categories which is at bats and innings pitched do you want me to dive into any well should we start with the at bats and the innings pitched interesting stories here yeah i do i mean so i want to do two things i want to frame the conversation in two ways which is i want to come back to you know talk through all of these but i want to frame this as who are the relevant personnel that we have on our teams (laughs) like who maybe a little bit of who's causing our problems and maybe a little bit of who's doing well for us. Mm-hmm. And then also a little bit of an exploration of what's available. So I've got like the free agents in my league up right now. Need a couple suggestions, I think, that I wanted to run by you. And I'll we'll do that in the context of looking at these distributions and talking about what our problems are. Okay. So, yeah, why don't you talk us through these distributions? Tell me what you're seeing. I've stared at these too much now. Okay. <laughs> I think that you're right on... Um, w- so your thesis is that uh, how, how have you fallen so far and how are you so close to me, um, which is probably I, for each time that I get up closer to this hump of like the low two, 200s, it's, it's, a, it's hard to get, to get that much further. And then to go back down is very easy. So I'd say that that's the distribution that, I'm, that, I'm, that we're climbing up against and somewhere, somewhere around 200. So it's very steep um steep now your pitching is clearly better than mine 
and our hitting is actually extremely close. Yes, I agree with that. I agree with that with with two key tilts. I mean, where I'm tilted more towards runs, you're tilted more towards home runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we're very close. We flip a coin for stolen bases and RBIs, and then average. I'm slightly ahead of you. Yeah, but then the the pitching you were doing far better, and I think that's where you're that's where you've lost it, is because you were yeah. far ahead of me, and now you're just sort of ahead of me. One of those big drivers, right, is your wins, is sixty wins. Holy moly, sixty wins. I mean that right. So that's incredibly valuable. So how, how do we want to describe these distributions? Like a couple means? Should we be throwing means? Yeah, right sure. Now? Well, do you have I mean, the means in front of you, the actual, or am I just going to squint and try to figure it out? Uh, so I think we actually need medians, which is the peaks of the peaks of these distributions, not uh-huh. the the means are less m- meaningful. If you yeah you yeah, know, yeah, no, yeah 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 no. <laughs> well, we're, we're talking this way. Yes, I think the median for all. Of, let's see, uh, home runs is probably the least symmetrical of these the least normal the least saves. symmetrical oh, yeah the where um k's is like the most peaky very interesting yeah k's is like a perfect predictor but the thing that doesn't make any sense is that our k per nines are wildly different right because you have you have fewer innings pitched than me by a sizable margin and i and you still have more k's than me by a less sizable margin, but still surprising. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so what do we? So ERA, what's the what's the median in ERA? It's somewhere like right on four, right? Yeah, it's right on four. And you and I are both over that. <laughs> so I think ERA, I think, is the big problem. I guess if if you were to describe what we need to do, it's basically if you look at all of these, they're normal-ish, mm-hmm. and you need to be on the leading side of the normal curve. Yep. <laughs> to to do well like if you're on the leading side of the normal curve on all of these you're going to be in the top 100 yes on all of them in right. the problem yeah, if you're if you're just if if it's half if you're right in the middle and then on half of them you're above you're you're going to be in the top 200 you're going to be in top half right yeah exactly <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so so the fact that we're not that is you're seeing that you know we can count down the scoring cat we can count up the scoring categories and which side of the distribution we're on uh-huh. <laughs> and it's going to be basically five and five for yeah, each one exactly. of these for us yeah, so ERA is around four. WHIP is around one point two five. Um, saves yeah. is not very normal. There's no clear, but it's somewhere around forty. Is right between three little humps. Forty. I don't even have twenty. So I mean, we're we're going to talk about saves at at nauseam. I think here. <laughs> Wins is fifty, and then K's is like just just shy of eight hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you, I don't really want to talk about saves. I actually don't want to talk about saves. We could we could we could try to have a have a, a full session on on saves next week. ERA and WHIP, you are right in the middle of the distribution on both of those. I am, I have a higher value, which is not good because this is golf score categories. <laughs> um, what do you think we should do? What do you think we can do? What is driving your bad ERA and WHIP? So I think I, so my team, I think I have to wait because Sandy Alcantara, 4.7 ERA, Julio Urias, 5.02 ERA, Martin Perez, who is not great, but I like him. He's fine. 4.91 ERA. I mean, I'm just getting destroyed by these guys. Tony Gonsolin, 3.94. I mean, I only have 
none of my starters are below 3.5. Yeah, but then you have, but I'm even worse because I have Pablo Lopez is 4.22, Ranger Suarez at 4.01. Way to go, Kenley. Um, <laughs> JP France at 3.13, all 77 innings of him. Jose Barrios, who's not typically in my starting lineup, is 3.39. Sandy, 4.7, aforementioned. Max Scherzer, 4.2. Tony Gonsolin, again. Um, so I'm even higher than, than you with a couple of guys. I, I have, like, a couple of good pitchers. I mean, we got to see if can Sandy Scherzer regress. I mean, my general stance is, like, on ERA, part of the reason that I didn't highlight ERA to talk about is because we're kind of stuck. I mean, I look at the... If I look at the guys that are f- available in my league, and ERA is hard because you have to wait by innings pitched in order to actually move the needle. Mm-hmm. So if I tell you that the number one innings pitched guy who's free in my league is Patrick Corbin, who has a 4.85 ERA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I have to go a long way. I have to go a long way before anybody on this list is helping me. I mean, it's it's Brandon Bielek, <laughs> the Houston starting pitcher. I was looking at is him. the first. yeah is the first guy that would actually help me. I don't understand why he's basically always available. I mean, he's a serviceable pitcher on a good team. Well, I put in a, a bid for Nick Pavetta. I I didn't put in a big enough bid. Uh, that would have been helpful, I guess. Huh. But I think the, the other problem is I've got this glut on the, on the bench. I have Adam Wainwright. I have Merrill Kelly hmm. just sitting there. Well, Merrill... Merrill Kelly is IL fifteen, yeah, <laughs> right? IL, I mean, is, how long has he been? It's been a while. Adam Wainwright. Merrill Kelly is, totally is the only. Droppable, so that's who I was trying to drop for Nick Pavetta. Mer- that's a good call. I mean, Kelly is actually a, a bright spot, right? He has a three point two two ERA, yeah. and he's an innings eater, which means that if we had him in the lineup, we would be getting something. Mm-hmm. Jameson Tyone three nine nine. I mean, I've got Tywin Walker also, who's a 4.11. All right. I, just the problem is, do you, I mean, if you look at your the free agents that are available in your league, is there anyone who's going to move the needle meaningfully? No, you're right. You're right. Uh, so I guess we just, is mostly kind of waiting it out, right? Okay, sorry. I could wait for Wade Miley to come off the aisle. Wade Miley with a 3.06 ERA is significantly better than what I have going on right now. <laughs> yeah. But I think, but the problem is, this this was apparently lost in our draft day value right because we had tony gonsolin we had sandy alcantara um we had merrill kelly high all we were high on all three of those guys and we're one merrill kelly's the only one who's yeah and merrill kelly's injured (laughs) so it's like yeah i guess the key so one more acute question on my team i have shohei otani 3.71 era is it time to should i be batting him now yeah yes you should be getting those home runs and rbis and i mean is it time for me to because this is your problem is is it time for me to you are right in the middle of the distribution on hitting and if you had shohei in there if there's a clear logical spot where he would improve improve then you would be above the distribution and i think that you're pitching you need to you need to find something else some other solution yeah right so the question is so the question based on this exercise and this is a relevant exercise for many people in fantasy i'm sure (laughs) at this point in the at this point in the season am i punting era am i just saying like i just need to stay in the meat of the distribution guys that are pitching four is fine 
and I should go out and try and collect, I don't know, I mean, a few more saves, a few more Ks, move myself up. The K distribution is the one where I maybe stand a shot at passing some guys. Do you, is there, by moving your pace up a little bit in Ks, yeah, but if you lose ERA, I mean, that's pretty tightly correlated with whip. It's true. I th- I have a tiny bit more give, I would say, in ERA and whip. Yeah, the, the slope is not as um, pronounced. I think whip less so. Like whip, you, you go from where you're sitting to where I'm sitting. You do lose a lot of points. No, I think that you keep. I keep. I think you continue on ERA and WHIP. I think you continue try to continue to have at least a four ERA and and at least a one point two three five whatever it is WHIP that you have. I think that that's actually better, and then put more effort into trying to get your hitting. Part of my problem is that all the guys that I own, the pitching guys that I own, are all valuable. <laughs> In the sense that they're all they're all high ownership guys that are expected essentially expected to do well. So I don't have an obvious droppable pitcher, which brings us to the conversation about like whether I should be tilting towards hitting or pitching because you can mess with that by reallocating your bench spots. Yeah, I'm gonna have to reallocate my bench spots to have three pitchers. I only have two right mm-hmm. now: Adam Wainwright and Merrill Kelly, who are both on the IL. Charlie Blackman is also mm. on the aisle. I might as well get rid of him. Ryan Nada might as well get rid of him. So those are the spots that I'm mm-hmm. going to use. Willie Castro, man, just cannot decide what to do with him. Have you, have you started? Yeah. Him oh, all the time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. He does pretty well. So if you want to jump into this stolen bases thing, like he's been helpful on stolen yeah, bases. Let's... I was, my team was bereft of stolen bases and um, I made a conscious effort to change that. And I am now approaching the meat of the distribution. Jordan Westberg here. Jordan Westberg, is he? Do I start him? So Westberg is interesting in the sense that he's he's only got sixty one at bats. I have him too. I have him starting. He's got zero home runs in this, but he's hitting the ball okay. Two sixty two average. So he's got a bunch of hits. He's got a bunch of runs. I mean that Orioles team is a little underperforming right now in general. I would say start him. Yeah. But I understand, I understand why you might not start him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Part of it. Part of it depends who you've got. I mean, I was slotting him in over Patrick Wisdom, who is hitting 195, even though he's got 17 home runs. <laughs> it just wasn't yeah, worth it. I, that's fair enough. Man, I can't, I am like sort of hamstrung because I have so many shortstops. <laughs> this I said oh, that really? this is going to be a problem early in the early in the years. I have Willie Adams. Dansby Swanson, Bobochet, and now I added JP Crawford. <laughs> That's hilarious. So many shortstop. So looking at looking at the free agents in my league, I basically don't have a shot at improving my home runs. The guy who's got the most home runs is Rowdy Tellez, who's on the IL mm-hmm. right now it's just I mean and he's got twelve. There's nobody with any more available. And that's a that's a total season. Um well, if you I don't, yeah, I don't if you filtered last thirty available and then descending on at bats, who comes up? So if I filter on that, number one, love this, Tim Anderson. Not sure why he's available in my league. <laughs> wow, is that a probably going to go get him? So I've got so I've got Tim Anderson, Carlos Santana, 
Drew Waters, yeah. Dominic Smith, and then, I mean the cliff falls off. I think one of the things that I always think about TGFBI is that you have to look at who's been dropped in past yeah, weeks. Oh, yeah, because well, because there there are these situations where someone like me is like, I have four shortstops, and I can't have I can only play yeah. three at a time, so. So Might have to Tim Anderson one. was dropped last night as a as a there as an important go. clarification here. Yeah, I've got Carlos Santana, Nick Gonzalez, Drew Waters, and Andy Ibanez. So I have Andy Ibanez too. Um, I think in terms of my stolen base thing here, I got Miles Straw is available. Well, Drew, what about Drew Waters? Two home runs. Do you think? Do you think Drew Waters bases? is gonna? Oh, I have Tony Kemp available. Tony Kemp, Kemp is that? So is do that I. Worth it. Um, he's available in my league too. <laughs> he's hitting. He's hitting passably. Two sixty three. So over the past thirty, I know. So I think. Uh, Would I have rather him than Adam Frazier? No, no, no. You would rather, rather Adam, Adam Frazier than Tony really? Kemp. Okay. Yeah, you don't think so? I don't know. Adam Frazier is just so flaccid. Well, he's on a bad. He's on the wrong team for him. Right. Well, we've, we've talked about Adam Frazier being in like eighth. Ad nauseum. Yeah. 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 12 home runs, 7 stolen bases, 238 average this season, 43 runs, 45 RBIs. Would I rather have Tony Kemp, who on the season, the well, season totals aren't great, 31 runs, 3 home runs, 19 RBIs, 11 stolen bases, 206 average. But over the last 30... <laughs> I love us talking ourselves into like over the last 30. I guess let's take a step back. Is this the correct way to go about this type of analysis? Are we are we doing the right thing? Is this what we need to do? Or do we need something different? The one question that I have, we have to do this. This is one of those things that you just have to do every single week. And then w- once we miss it, then yeah. we really have screwed ourselves, right? Instead of doing something yeah. bigger. So every single week we yeah. have to look. But the problem I have with these is that we're looking so much. Are we doing the Washington Wizards thing? Where it's like we're just working towards this mm-hmm. season to try to get uh, a winning record and make and try to maybe get into the playoffs instead of thinking like a little bit longer term, which might be like in September. Or should we be thinking about September and then being like, okay, we're going to make our hay in September when – xyz players come out i i mean that that's a tricky one i think i don't think that there's i guess my my stance on that is that there's not across the whole team there's not a one-size-fits-all rule right because we have guys that we talk about every year that it's like okay he's a good roto guy like don't freak out that this was a bad week you got to keep him in there because he's going to average out of his season and that's the type of thing that some players on our teams, I think, are like that. Other players, I think, are more flexible, and you can drop them for Jordan Westbrook or Christian Encarnacion Strand, right? And you like, let's try and grab those. Let's try and grab those wins right now. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that brings us to the review session. Brandon Drury, <laughs> still on the IL. <laughs> we did. We did discuss. Hoped he would be off the IL. He is on the IL, but let, let's talk about him anyway. All right. Brandon Drury, um, have you ever owned him before? This is the first year that I've ever owned I him. I owned him for a second this year, too. <laughs> Did yeah. you really? That's hilarious. All right. 2023, he's got 307 plate appearances right now. 14 home runs in that. He's got 36 runs, 45 RBIs, a 277 average, and he has not managed to steal a single base. Good for him. Uh, 
Uh, he's only stolen four over a nine-year career, so let's not let's not hold our breath for any stolen bases. Yeah. Surprising, kind of surprising for a guy who is first of all listed as second baseman. <laughs> it, it it is it is very odd. I mean, the fact that he's a for a first baseman it makes total sense, but the he's played a lot yeah. at second. What? Yeah, totally agreed. Totally agreed. He, I think the I think part of the reason that he has not been fantasy relevant to me in the past is because he has played on so many different teams he's never really made a mark he's never in my opinion he's never really gelled on a team to make enough of a fantasy mark even though he's gotten a non-zero number of runs on the teams that he's been on i know i hadn't heard of i hadn't really heard about him until last year yep 87 runs last year yeah he was ownable only two stolen bases, yeah. Um, no, no, no. Eighty-seven runs is always ownable. Yes, eighty-seven runs ownable. He had twenty-eight home runs, which is great. Eighty-seven RBIs, which is awesome. Two sixty-three average. That's pretty good. And then this year, what is he going to get to on home run? Is he going to get to twenty home runs? You think this year? Well, I think so because he's been out for so long. Yeah. Because and so the clip that he was getting home runs at didn't want to play a game in I mean, July. Basically, is what he said. Manager, out for July. Yeah, I I need July off. I'm taking my French holiday. Uh, I'll see you all. <laughs> I'll see you all in in August. Uh, I I think the reason that we're talking about him now is because last year was the first year that he ever did anything. Last year is the first <laughs> year that being... he put. Like clearly, he's an MLB player. He's more than a quadruple A player. But last year is the first year for fantasy he really put together. I would say I would say even more than just for fantasy, right? I mean, he he just every every other year, even from a baseball perspective, he wasn't really doing anything. You know what's really hard? Because the other guy, another guy came on the scene, and this is one of my real one of those faux pas, like never remembering if it was a White Sox or or Tiger. (laughs) I'm so Brandon 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 Donovan. And Brandon Drury yeah. last year, just no, like no. the two guys, BD, yeah. random NL teams <laughs> coming out of nowhere with eligibility out the wazoo. Like I, I can't keep the two of those guys apart, and especially now that Brandon Drury, Brandon Drury is on, is on a red team in the Angels. And, I know oh, it's I also know. confusing. It's <laughs> hopeless. I, I, it's weird. I mean, I'm I'm happy. I am happy to own him this year, but I recognize that the party could stop at any time. And I mean, the party has stopped to some extent because he hasn't played in July. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then who knows with this Angels team? They're already t- they're trying to constantly they're trying to fire sale this team. So that is true. But there is a huge. I mean, the thing is, is that when he was playing, he was batting cleanup for that team. At and the end, the fact yeah. That he's he's batting he's batting fourth behind. Okay, you know, forgettable leadoff guys in either Mickey Moniak or Taylor Ward, but then he's got Shohei Otani and Mike Trout ahead of That's him. That's great. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's kind of it's kind of where you want to be. Yeah, I know he he does have a pretty cake situation if he were to play and if no one was to get traded away. So last year, total last year, he managed to pop 28 home runs. Mm-hmm. He's he's not he's not going to get that this year. This is weird. Did his like did it like some dad strength to come in or something i mean Maybe. what hey you're around the block for a lot of, for a lot of years and you finally get the opportunity I, I i guess you finally make it i don't think that he 
Yeah, that really is weird. His power just really increased. Well, he's, I guess I'm clicking through his years on Savant. His max exit velocity has always been positive, has always been well, has always been above 50. So he's just finally actually connecting with it. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking, the only thing, if you go all the way back to like 2016, the only thing that was good was his max exit velocity. Okay. (laughs) I did. So this year he's managed to, this year he's managed to to barrel it, bring up his hard hit percentage. Wow. Whiff. He still whiffs a lot. You know what his BABIP is this year? Don't tell me if it's enormous. I guess we're. Don't I guess we're me. not allowed to talk about this then. <laughs> okay, tell tell me what it three, is. Three, already bad start. Thirty three. What was it last year? Two ninety three, and the year before that it was three twenty eight. So he is a guy that if he makes contact, he does, he does get to first. But um, we got thirty points of regression coming. Can we just trade that in for the injury and just say, well, he was injured, so uh, we'll just give him a pass. What? No, it's the opposite. It's the opposite of how it works. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I was, I, I tried. Uh, I was yeah. hoping. Uh, I, I don't, okay. Well, I really don't love that. K percentage. Um, and maybe that explains. Up. Walk percentage is down. The problem is I really want him from a fantasy perspective because he's got that positional flexibility. You, know, you said I really want him. And, like, all I keep on thinking is, like, this guy screams twin. Yeah. <laughs> How has he not been a How twin? How has yet? he not been, been a twin? It's a good question. <laughs> He's got like He's all been the on boxes. seven teams. Arizona, Toronto, New York. <laughs> we gotta you know what? Brandon Drury, Immaculate Grid. Commit him to yeah, memory. Oh, he's gonna be good. Yeah. He's gonna be He's gonna be valuable for us. Yeah. Who else do you know that's been on the Diamondbacks and the Jays? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Off the top of my head, no one. I'll figure it out though. <laughs> yeah, this. I, so I mean, I, what, I think that he's what, a good. What is the over stash under? though? If you have DL spots, this is a great stash. This is the kind of person yeah. that I was talking about in the TGFBI section. Where um, if we want to think ahead, this is the kind of guy that if he's, yeah. you know, if someone has had to drop him because they can't have people in the IL, he sh- you should be added to your team because he's going to be a above replacement in a fifteen team. Um, Roto League. Oh, for sure, for sure. No, no question there. Yeah, I agree. So definitely, definitely be trolling your your waiver wire for this if you if you've got stashes. But I think the over. I mean, the relevant over under if we're going to set one is definitely games played, right? <laughs> yes, because I mean, yes, that's where yes. all of his value yeah. is. He's gotten seventy five so, so far. He's been out since um, again. Decide not playing in July. So they've played 99 games. So he's played 75 of 99 games. So does Max, he get he's got to, like 60 games left. Yeah. So 120. So if he if he kept so 70 on 75 on 99 scaled up to 162 is 123 games. I don't think he he definitely doesn't beat that. Could he get to 120? I okay, I think he I think he's above 120 actually. I will take that. I'll take 120 depending upon Depending upon where you're at on it, I kind of think he does too. Um, it is really okay. something somewhere right in there though, because he ain't getting—he's not getting to 130. There's no way he's getting to 130. No, 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 no chance. Five? I don't think he's gonna get to. I don't know. Could I? Could I get you? Could I convince you to go 121? Yeah, for sure. 121. No, no, for sure. Give me an extra. And you're taking game. the under. I'll take the under on that. Yeah. I think so. Th- Okay, the other, the last relevant thing that we should talk about is we do we think he's going to be drafted higher next year? 
I mean, I think people didn't trust that his last year was real. Let me see what it, what he was. His ADP was 187. The industry rank had him at 213 total. Um, uh, I mean, I guess the average was 221.5, but the industry rank was 213. So I think he's going to be right around there. He he was in the same realm as, uh, oof, wow. 209 was Josh Josh Jung. So I, hopefully you took him <laughs> instead of reaching out yeah, to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin Turner, Eduardo Cabrera, Nathan Eovaldi. Wow, imagine you had Oof, Nathan Eovaldi you... was taken before, and you're like, oh, okay, I'll take Brandon Drury. <laughs> They're going to have about the same year. Lords Gurriel <laughs> Jr., Whit Merrifield, Ramon Liriano. So these are. this is one of those places where it's like, this is where you make your your fantasy team. And then we've got yeah. Jose Brios coming down right here and Seth Brown. Wow, there's a lot of value right here and if you're stuck with brandon drury who is basically returning what his draft position was you're kind of kicking yourself so i think uh, yeah it's it's a, it's a good point i mean he's in the that's the correct draft spot the problem is you just wanted all the guys that were drafted around yeah this year. absolutely <laughs> it's kind of funny so i think okay so maybe i'm convinced that he's going to hit basically that same spot modulo lighting the world on fire for the rest of the season but He's on the Angels, so I do not expect to see that. I don't know if I expect to see him in an Angels uniform at the end of the season. Well, I think he's too. I think he's too injured to move. I mean, I think a guy that is out for a month is less likely to be moved. Yeah, I, it could be. I don't know. Although Angels should be in fire sale because the assumption is that they're not going to hold Otani. I right? think they're going to be in fire sale, and I think anything that's not bad. Bad down, bad down. Um, Anything that's not Mike Trout is gone. <laughs> 154 right now, according to CBS in the rankings. So he has returned. 154, even with 30 mm-hmm. games out. He was good. He was good before. Yeah. Oh, oh, I know. You don't have to tell me. I like yeah. him. It's it's the in the positional flexibility from a fantasy perspective is amazing. Oh, yeah. Willie Castro is right behind him at 164. Would you rather have Willie Castro or Brandon Drury the rest of the season? Uh, Brandon Drury, rest of the season, I think. I mean, I'll take that ahead. Supposed, will you? All right, yeah. great. Supposedly, Brandon Drury is coming back. Here, here's what I'll do. We'll do to make it easier for for us <laughs> in the future. Give me ten spots because that's where we're at right now. Ten spots in value. Um, mm-hmm. I say end of the season, according to also we'll say CBS. According to CBS, Willie Castro mm-hmm. is better than um, Brandon Drury. But give me ten spots. <laughs> Yeah, Castro. So Castro minus 10 spots, CBS versus Drury. Take it. All right. Who are we doing next week? We're talking about Tristan Casas. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is, worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Yay!